moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. I am Asat Nilsson, and I am your host. Okay, last week I couldn't handle it. I couldn't hack it. I couldn't hack doing a podcast episode and the work that I was doing. And let me tell you, I had some serious pangs of guilt about that too, because I was freaking myself out, thinking I had to get it all done. I have to get everything in and it has to look this way because this is the way I've always done it. This is the way I've always expected it to be. And now there's a change. This week there is a change. And that change was pretty huge. And that was that I was living away from my home. I had a five-day job where I was working side by side by the ray of sunshine that I call him. His name is Ray. <laughs> and there was no possible way. I mean, the first day of us working together, I came home to my bestie's apartment that night and I was like, my brain was going, dig, 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 dig. I had like so many things that I had to process and that I had to think through and that I had to evaluate and I had to shift and I had to pivot because it wasn't how I thought it was going to look. It wasn't how I thought it was going to look. Now, what happens when Elsa has a little something, something going on where she's got to pivot? Of course, at first I freaked the hell out. I mean, maybe I'm alone in that. Maybe you do the same. But it was uh, my, <laughs> my husband and my bestie saw me stressed because I had this nice client, this 93-year-old peach of a gem of a human being that needed my help. And, you know, I said to you that I wanted to go into this with a beginner's mind. I'm going in with a, listen, I'm starting from scratch here. I'm starting to do this. I know that I have the skill of actually doing the work. But I was in a city where I don't even live. I didn't have the contacts that I needed. I had no car. I had to get things out of his apartment, which I saw very quickly. We had so much stuff that 
okay, this isn't going to look the way that I thought. So then I'm coming home in, in the evening and I'm like, okay, I got to get the podcast on. I got to get the podcast on. I got to hurry up. Mm. I was freaking out. I was sitting there sweating and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to time this? How am I going to do this? Because I have got to get this done in a timely manner because I had to turn it around for my production manager so that he can get his part done. And I'm like, the timing is not going to work. It's just not possible. And then I thought to myself, maybe you don't have to do it. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Maybe you don't have to do it, Asa. Maybe you don't have to do everything. Maybe this week can look different because you have something different going on in your life. And to be perfectly frank, this was a paid job. This was a paid job. And this gentleman was paying me to help him in his home. And I had to be 100% present. And if I thought that I had to run home and do video content, I had to do marketing bleeps, I have to do this, I have to do that, have to, have to, have to, I'm like, you know what? Take it off the table. Just take it off the table, Asa. And I'll tell you, that wasn't so easy to make the decision. But once it was made, God, pressure valve released again. What does this tell me? Also, stop putting so much on your plate and so much responsibility for things to have to look a certain way. You know, I'm having myself a little dog water tea. Um, and I just got back from my walk and I wanted to enjoy this nice, nice tea time. My little feet got with you this afternoon because it feels so good to be home and grounding myself again and going through everything that I felt last week. Now, maybe you are a person that is an entrepreneur. Maybe you work with another company. Maybe you work for somebody else. So you don't really connect with this. But perhaps you can connect with my story of overburdening myself and thinking that I had to do everything. And when I made a conscious, adult, sane, grounded decision to say, no, no, that's not going to work. It's not going to work for me. Isn't that interesting to say it's not going to work for me? And that, I'm not used to saying that, you know, it's like, well, also, as long as everybody else is taken care of, then, you know, I'll get myself sorted later. But I'm starting to really say what's good for me, because if it's good for me, it's in turn going to be good for you. Because then today, when I can sit here and be with you and actually be present and not having my breath, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, God, oh, God, I got to hurry up because we're going to have dinner. We're going to get ready. We have to go to dinner. We have to get dressed. I have to, I have to, you know, and me, it's like, no, release, release the valve. And man, did it feel good. And it allowed me to be enjoying my week properly, like, like with true joy in my heart. When I came home after working an entire day with my hands, with my brain, with my body, then I could go, I want to talk to my husband. I want to talk to my mom. I want to get myself a little glass of wine and I'm going to enjoy my dinner with my bestie and his new best friend, Mike. And you know, 
that felt so good. I allowed myself, I gave myself the permission to not do and be everything to everyone. I allowed myself to enjoy myself. So now let me let me tell you about my experience. Um the the week was hard. I ain't lying. I ain't lying to you. You know, I'm not used to manual labor. I'm not used to using my body, physical labor in my work. I use my brain. I use my heart and my brain to help clients for years. And now to do physical labor feels terrific. Oh my God. It's hard. I mean, it's really hard. And I thought that I had some strength, which I must have strength in different places. Um, Hold on. Let me take a sip of something. I think that the the up and down, like bending over, bending down, getting like getting down, getting up. I'm like, holy workout. And I realized really quickly that I made a mistake. And I made a mistake in the fact that I didn't have proper shoes. Here in Sweden, when you go into someone's home, I've told you this before, but you take off your outside shoes and you put on indoor shoes or you don't wear shoes at all. You just wear socks. And I'm not an indoor, I mean, I'm not a sock girl. I mean, of course, I always wear socks, but I don't go in a house without something on my feet. I have to have a pair of shoes or a slippers or flip-flops or something. I do not go without my shoes. So I brought house shoes with me, like my slippers that I've had for 47 years, where I figured, I'm like, okay, at least I'll have something on my feet. Um, dumb, real dumb. I needed a lot more support. So every night my feet would really hurt. They would pulse. They would thump because I'm standing all day long. And I was standing. I mean, it was it was a lot of moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But it's uh, that was something that I didn't take into consideration. And also something that um, I don't know if, if you've done this kind of decluttering or organizing in your own home. And if you have not, I'm going to give you some tips right now of things that I, you know, things you can't realize until you actually go through it. And, you know, I've I've had like memories dropping into my head of, I've done this work before. I've done this work for many times, many different people, and I haven't even thought about it. And even like our own family home that we completely, this huge villa that we emptied with the thank God help of so many friends because my family lives in America. Nobody was here to help me. And I have friends. I had friends that helped us. And it was so wonderful because there were things that they could take. And that made me feel so good because then they can have the stuff go into their homes and that they could enjoy it with their families. And and the the organization of it all felt so clear to me when I walked into his home. You know, I had my game plan. I told you, I had my plan. And my plan went to hell in a handbasket the first like two hours. So I'm like, okay, we're going to have to pivot here. We're going to have to do some different things. And that was good because that was using the CEO mind of, okay, I have to be able to look at this strategically with my heart wide open and see what my beautiful client needed. So he needed some different things and we moved quickly. And that was the thing I wasn't sure. How quickly was he going to be able to work? Is he going to be able to stand next to me for hours and say, yes, I want that to go. No, I don't want that to go. 
um, that goes in that pile. But it worked really well in the fact that he um, had his family come through and look things over and see what they wanted. And he said, okay, they're going to come and get that this Saturday, and then you'll know it's gone. I'm like, okay, let's put a sticker on it. Then we know it's going to be gone, and we don't have to deal with it. And so, so quickly, we started to kind of, I started to make piles. Now, piles, if you don't like piles, um, this is not going to be your thing. But it is important to start quickly putting things into compartments. And compartments meaning these are donate. These are going to be going away to a secondhand shop. This is going to be recyclable. This has to go to the recycling station. This is garbage. This needs to be thrown away. It needs to be burned. It needs to be like put into the incinerator. It needs to be put in the, you know, the piles of places that you can go into the big tubs. Um, um, but there has to be piles, and you have to like create a space for that. And so we just kind of got this system. And he and I started like working like this. So every day. We had something new to work on, but what I had to start my day with was taking care of myself. The first day, I didn't do that. The first day, I didn't know what to expect, and I was excited, and I was, you know, I got my supplies, and I've got all my stuff, and I had to be there at 10 o'clock. I'm like, how long is it going to take me to get there? And, you know, I want to have breakfast. I got to pack my lunch because, you know, I got to set myself up for my own success, and this girl does not miss a meal, okay? I do not miss a meal. So um, I had packed a lunch every day. I brought my own water. I brought some fruit, some snacks in case I just wanted something to nosh on because my blood sugar gets low from working. And I brought the stuff with me. It's not his responsibility to feed me. It's my responsibility to feed me. And what I realized the first day was I kind of like ate like as I went. I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. I need to set a proper time, sit down on the sofa and eat my sandwich. I'm not going to eat while I'm running. I don't want to choke. You know, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take a 10, 15 minute break and I'm going to eat my lunch. And I don't think that any human being wouldn't expect that you would be able to do that. So um, I brought my own supplies. I brought, I have a little list over here thinking about the things that I brought. Oh, wear appropriate clothing. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get filthy, filthy. So uh, plan on getting filthy and plan on getting warm. I had two pair of pants on every day, like two pair of sweatpants on. I had long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts, sweaters. Take things off. Take things off as you need to, as you're cooling off, because it gets hot when you're working. Your blood pressure is going up and you're like moving things. So you're using like your energy and it, it's fun and it uses a lot of energy, hence the snacks. So every day I'd get up and I'd go for my walk. Starting Tuesday, I walked around Stockholm and I took beautiful photos and I sent them out on my Facebook page. And if you want to follow me on my Facebook page or my Instagram page, please do so. Facebook is Asa J. Nilsson. And then my Instagram is Asa Nilsson Sweden. So you can also find that in the show notes. But um, if you want to see the pictures of Stockholm, if you've never been there, these are, I mean, maybe eight o'clock in the morning. One was at 630 in the morning. So it was still dark and seeing the moonlight and it was beautiful. So water, snacks, shoes, wear appropriate clothing, start the day with clear task because you can't do everything. What can I do today? What are we going to be doing today? So every day I started my day with Ray saying, okay, let's take a look at what we've got here. Let's take a look at what we're going to be working on today. And let's take a look at how are you feeling this is going, checking in with the client because 
I can't be dealing like things in my own head and not checking in with my, my man, my boy Blue, right? I mean, I can't. I have to be making sure he's okay. And he was such a gentleman and he was so open to ideas. And what about this also? What do you think? What should we do? And I'm like, we would just like have these great talks and we would come up with solutions together. And that was really lovely. And I think it was also really good that it was one person that I had to make decisions with. It wasn't many people. And that is something I want you to think about is who's the decision maker? Is that decision maker with you because they need to be with you? Because if things are going to be thrown out, people are going to be coming in. If things are going to be donated, if things are going to be staying, you know, it all depends on what kind of decluttering and Swedish death cleaning you're doing, right? So uh, this in particular, this experience was for my client who was going to be relocating back to the United States. So he had an apartment, has an apartment. We're still going to do phase two and phase three of our work together. But he has an apartment in Stockholm and he is moving back to the United States. So this apartment will be empty and close the door and he will leave. So that's this isn't like uh, I'm downsizing and I'm staying in the country or I am just decluttering because I want to you know have like a cleaner workspace or whatever. No, this guy's leaving. So all the stuff is going to go. So now that's a different story, right? Because you have to think about, okay, where's this stuff going to go? Because he's at, he ain't bringing it with him. He's not. He's going like he's leaving with suitcases. And so that's it. And he's got an apartment full of furniture. He's got rugs. He's got all this stuff that has to be taken care of. So you see working with this angel, making a plan stand of, okay, how is this going to look? How can we back into what we need to take care of today and work together and have fun and allowing for time for crying and stories and sharing and laugh? I mean, just, it's like, it's like every emotion was touched upon during this beautiful week with him. And it was one of the most beautiful and moving and freeing, exciting, exhausting weeks of my life. I mean, not just working with Ray. There were so many things that were like God moments that happened. Seeing people on the streets, meeting people on the streets and people looking at me and I'm looking at them and like, hi, how are you? They're like, hi. You know, people were nice. It was a big city, but, you know, people were nice to me because I was nice and I was happy so they could tell that I was happy. I'm walking down the street and whistling. You know, that's that's good living. I have good. I was just I felt so good after I made the decision to release the pressure valve, because imagine if I had the entire week of thinking, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do my podcast. I have to get it done. And if I do not, then I'm letting everybody else down. You know what? All I had to do was send a message saying it ain't going to happen not going to happen this week. I'll see you back next week. You see, that's it. Nobody died. Nothing was horrible. Nobody said, I hate you, Asa, for not showing up. You know, it's like, get over yourselves. People don't care as much as you think they do. <laughs> Lesson of the day. So my supplies, I brought my own supplies with me, but he had tons of bags and he had boxes. And oh my goodness, he had these bookshelves of, he's a professor. Okay, so you can imagine how many books he might have had. Um, and this is like a second home. So we had all these books that he wanted to donate or get rid of. And, you know, you need certain boxes for books because books get 
the and so uh, I would recommend if you've got a lot of books that you ever need to get out or donate or what have you to organization to a hospital to a school to to whatever um, you need to get like small book boxes there are certain boxes for that um, which of course I did not have but uh, I was going to buy them if I needed to I'm in Stockholm I can get anything all you got to do is order it or I can go to the mall down the street but you know what also I was looking into was renting a car because I didn't have a car there because my husband wasn't coming until Saturday with our car so that I could pack this stuff up and bring it back to my town and donate it out or get recycle it or whatever. So on Tuesday, I saw already, I'm like, eh, okay, not enough room in my car for all this stuff. No bueno, no boo. Hell no, it's not going to work. So I was looking at, I'm like, okay, well, how can I get a van or a car and can I rent one of those? And I found this amazing company that I loved the idea. Hold the line. Oh, excuse me. Of how they work their business. Because the the business model is based on too many cars in the cities. There's too many cars in the cities, and we need to decrease our carbon footprint. So instead of 93% of the cars sitting in um in uh, cities not being used, because that's what they say is the cars aren't being used, that um, you can rent somebody else's car. And there's this organization that you can sign up and rent somebody's car with, like, you have to sign up for it, of course. Um, and it was so cool. It's called Go More. And I don't know if they're only in Sweden. I have no idea. Go More. And I will tag them in the show notes also. But you can get signed up for it. You have to apply for it and all that kind of stuff. And you can rent a car for a couple of hours. You can rent a van for a couple of hours. You can move for a couple of hours in a big truck. I mean, you can just borrow a car because you want to go to the country for the day. I mean, you know, it's like, what a great idea. I loved that idea. Ended up I didn't need it because my fabulous husband says to me, Asa, call this organization and see if they'll come and pick up the stuff. I'm like, why in the world will they come and do that for free? They did. They did. Statsmichunen Stockholm. Statsmichunen Stockholm. That's who came to pick up. It's kind of like if you're in America, it would be like the um, AMVETS or um, Red Cross or uh, what is that? The Kidney Foundation where this this person who I had the absolute pleasure of working with there he was professional. He was courteous. He was on time. He says when he walks into, because they said, you know, typically they come in and they're like, well, well, we'll take that sofa. We'll take that chair. But we don't want a lot of the stuff because it looks like hell. He comes in and he says, we'll take anything you got. I swear to God, I almost started crying. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yes, absolutely. We'll take whatever you have. And what we're going to do is we're going to turn around and we'll sell it. And we even have a department that will fix things up. And we can fix it up and you can get like more money. They can get more money for it. And it's like an organization that helps other people. So it's not like a for-profit, I don't think. Um, but to have this person come into our lives, this is a God thing. Because I was looking at renting a car. I was going to be making like a thousand trips back and forth in this rental car to go to the same exact place that this gentleman comes with a truck. Of course, Ray and I helped him. We packed up the whole thing. We brought everything downstairs because it was also fine and nicely organized by myself. 
Um, so he's like, I've never worked with anybody that made it so easy for me. This has been so nice to work with you too. This has been the nicest experience that I've had in over two years helping somebody. I was like, <laughs> I love you. I mean, he, he saved my client money. Yeah, my client was happy. I was ecstatic. He was ecstatic because he got all these beautiful belongings. And my, it's a win, 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 win. I say, Jesus, this cannot, this cannot get any better, right? Am I right or am I right? I am right. So yeah, I loved him. I loved him. His name was Sebastian. My boyfriend's name was Sebastian. Um, so let's see, let's see. Um, yeah. So here's my next little tip. Allow for the emotions because they're going to come, especially, especially if there has been a death and you are in the middle of grieving. Um, you know, things can go fast. Things can move quickly and sometimes it's too quickly. And I would recommend that if you have lost a loved one and you are going to be going in and doing the death cleaning by yourself, um, be be prepared that some things are going to be hard. And maybe you could bring in some friends to work with you. Maybe you can ask some loved ones to be there with you. Maybe you just need to take a break, to take a minute. But don't stop. If you have to get things done, don't stop the momentum. Just go do something else. Go grab a cup of tea. Go for a walk for a minute and then come back to it. Don't stop because uh, it's easy to get overwhelmed with hurtful, painful memories, seeing things, seeing everything. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, my goodness. My husband just came home. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> so um, when it gets emotional, especially if you are there helping somebody with this process, allow the emotions. Just sit and be quiet. Just hold the space. Just hold the space. You don't have to fix it. You didn't cause it. You didn't create it. You don't have to fix it. Just be there and... You can say, go on. You know, you don't have to hurry. There's no rush. Tell me some more. Tell me more of your stories. Tell me, tell me what that means to you. Tell me how you met. You know, like these, these are the, these, this, this is the part of humanity that is so important for this process because without it, it's a part of the grief. It's a part of the grieving process when we're touching everything that belonged to our loved ones especially when you're bringing in people who are strangers who didn't even know your loved ones and they're touching your stuff. You know, talk about like a trust that has to be built pretty quickly. And, um, you know, it was it was interesting because a couple of times I think I was being tested to see if uh, if I was to be trusted. And I passed. I passed. No reason not to trust me. Um so also take photos as you go along. Take photos as you're doing this because progress is amazingly quick. And you'll see how fast. I mean, of course, it looks like mess uh, while you're doing it because it's gonna get it's gonna get messier before it gets better, right? Because what you're doing is you gotta declutter. You gotta get rid of the stuff that you do not want. And if you're moving, if you're relocating, if you're helping a family member downsize, um, you need to live with the mess for a bit. You're going to have to live with the mess. But that's why I also recommend if you can get stuff out every single day, like if you have piles and you have a car and you have the ability to go to the recycling station or to the donation place, secondhand store, what have you, garbage, 
get it out every day because it'll help you feel like a sense of like peace inside because you're doing the work, you're doing the work and to see the progress. I think we all need to see and feel progress. And I know that that was uh, important for us. I couldn't do that because I didn't have the car. So what I had to do was take everything and organize it in one room. But that was good because that room was not a room that he lived in. He lived in the living room. He has a bed in there. So um, that was good. I thought that we didn't have to have it all around him. So yeah, that felt really nice. And um, let's see. Oh, and if you have anybody coming to help you, like to remove things, like companies that are coming to pay, like take sofas, take things away for you, remember to have tip money. You know, here in Sweden, it's not that um, often that you tip people. It's like it's not really done. And it goes a long way, especially for people who like maybe don't make a ton of money and they're the ones coming and doing all this work. And then they're like going back to their secondhand stores and like putting it all out and doing all that stuff. I mean, they're not the ones making any money on it, right? So if you if you can, if you have the ability to give a tip, that's a really nice thing, classy, classy thing to do. And um, I think that the most important thing is to establish a like a, a plan. What is the goal here? How many days do we have? What do we need to get done every day? And that might change. That might change. Take care of yourself, body, mind, soul, body, like body, eat. Make sure you're eating. Make sure you're drinking your waters, your drinks, whatever, so you stay hydrated. Make sure you're exercising in the morning if that's what you do. And stay on your schedule. Stay on your own day. And then to do this, I mean, that, that can be done first thing in the morning. And then you spend four hours. That's my maximum. I'm going to be maxing out at four hours a day. Um, because you start getting like a little delirious at that point. Um, so uh, when it gets emotional, allow for the time just to stop and just to sit and just allow the space of the quiet and enjoy your evenings, you know, do something fun, go out to dinner, get away from it. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it anymore. You'll start back the next day. Make this like your job. Make this like your job. Like it was my job last week. And I hope, oh, one thing I want to also give a tip on. I had somebody a friend of mine, Liz Evans uh, Dixon, I think is her last name now, she wrote to me on Facebook about her mom is going to be downsizing from a big house into an apartment. And, um, you know, that she's going to be, it's going to be hard because your mom has so many things. And I said, hey, I just got a tip for you. If you think about it, um, just kind of get like a drawing, like make a drawing of the new places she's going, like with exact dimensions so that you can go through your current home and see what's going to fit. What's even going to fit? Because maybe you don't you don't even have the ability to fit half the things that you think is going to go with you, especially if there's no space. Yeah. So, you know, desk cleaning and decluttering, it's beautiful work. It's beautiful. Exhausting, beautiful. It's moving. It's joyous, especially when it's done, especially at the end of every day. So take the picture so that you can see the progress and be a part of each other's success and like motivate each other and help each other to get this done, get it done so that you can have the peace in your heart today, not one day. That's what this is about. Yeah. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode with me sharing my experience of working with my beautiful client. I feel super lucky 
And now I have some time to just think about it, decompress. I'll be going to America in March for three weeks to help my sister with her death cleaning. And it's going to be terrific. So if you would like for me to help you, if you need any help, if you need any guidance, we can do um, we can do a conversation online. We can do that. I mean, we could do a couple hours, two hours if you want. We could do it that way or um, we can organize me coming to your house also. Yeah, if you need help, if you need help. Um, and if you need, if you live in a place that I'm not able to come, I also have people that I can refer for you. So I hope that you enjoyed this and thank you for supporting me in this beautiful moment in my life where I honestly feel that I am doing something much bigger and more important for the world. And um, I appreciate you being on this journey with me. I really do. I really do. I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.